This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. I'm Rayanne. I'm Christina, and we're so excited to be back with you guys. I haven't seen Christina in 800 years. <laughs> Dude, it's been fucking forever. Like, I know you were living your best life in Turks and Caicos and you're with your family, but like, I'm going to need you to come back because it's been too long. I know. Who do I think I am? Just like disappearing off the face of the planet for a little bit. But honestly, it was so needed, but I'm excited to get back to LA. Yeah. How are I you like feeling? It. Like, are you like stir crazy or like, are you like, I could stay here forever? I'm definitely not stir crazy. Um, I also couldn't stay here forever. I think that next time I come out to New Jersey, because um, my family lives in New Jersey, and normally I spend some time in New York City as well, or like at least I go back and forth, but I haven't been able to do that this trip. So I think next time I also have to spend some time in New York City too. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's been like so nice being with my family. My baby got to meet like my extended family, my aunts, my cousins, my grandfather, who's 97 years old. Like, oh, that was so incredibly special. Um, so honestly, I'm just like savoring up every single moment. How was it? You went on your first, you spent your first night away from Nico. How was it? Like, what were you feeling like? Okay. Is that a bad question to ask a mom? I don't know. Sorry. No. Okay. No, I I don't know these things. I think it's really important to discuss because I think that like, when you become a mom, so much of your identity is like consumed with your child. Um, and rightfully so. Like, I feel like Nicholas's mom is like my number one title right now. Um, but I, Steve and I both needed vacation. We both needed like our alone time together. And when we thought about doing this trip, because we were planning on coming home for a while, uh, I was like, how's this going to work? I was like, is that so selfish? Is that like making me a bad mom? Like, are we bad parents to even like consider leaving Nicholas with my parents for a couple nights? Um, And the more I thought about it, I like once like voiced it to my mom, like as a joke. I was like, oh, you know, when we come home, like Steve and I are planning on like heading to the Caribbean for a couple days. Ha ha. And she's like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. She was like, the only thing you have to worry about is like, what if we like rent an RV and take the baby and kidnap him and you never get him back? Um, And like the more I joked around about it, the more I realized like my parents were really pushing for us to take this trip. And we're so excited about the alone time with Nicholas. And I trust my parents like 150%. Like if there's anyone that's going to leave him with, it's my parents. So it kind of like just all worked out perfectly. I mean, we didn't book our Turks and Caicos trip until really the couple days before we left LA and we bought it. We even bought like travel insurance. So like everything was refundable because I wanted to make sure that Nicholas was super comfortable here, that my parents were super comfortable. So we were here for like a little bit over a week before we left for Turks and Caicos. And honestly, we only went for four nights, four nights, five days. And booking it is like the right amount of time. And I'm glad that's what we did, but I definitely could have stayed longer. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, it, it looks so- incredible. I don't blame you. It was so amazing. It was so nice having just like that time, um, just for Steve and I, honestly, 
it, it was really, really great. If you're a parent, if you're a mom and you're considering like leaving your baby for a couple of days, if you have someone who you fully trust, who is willing to watch your child, I honestly could not recommend it more. Make that time for yourself. It is such a game changer. You need to recharge. You need to make that time for you. You need to make that time for your significant other. Um, so I'm so happy we did it. I'm happy you did it. Look at you had an amazing time. And I'm happy that your parents also were like, go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, I'm like, I guess I have really good examples because growing up, um, I don't know how young we were, obviously, but from like, as long as I can remember, my parents like always took a trip, maybe a year, even without us. I mean, we always stay with my grandparents. So like, so did my parents. They were like, bye. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Dude, your parents fucking moved to Australia. I know. <laughs> <laughs> my parents literally left. No, but we were, we were basically You're older adults. But still. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, they were adventuring without you guys, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and also it was the first time we took Nicholas on an airplane, which let me tell you who he was so good. And now I'm just like, we can do it all over again. I'm like literally trying to plan a million, million different trips right now. So oh I'm very gosh. excited. Oh, anyway, good. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I went to, I went to Denver and saw my family, which was so fun and saw all my men in Denver. Hopefully none of them listen to the podcast. <laughs> I don't think they do. Um, but I really said rum springer. Um, but I just am having, I honestly feel like I'm like, just really, I know I haven't been giving dating updates. <laughs> um, cause I actually really liked one of, I do like still one of the guys. So I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like talk about it and like jinx it. Um, but we'll see how, how things progress, but I'm still keeping my options. I, I can't, as I'm like starting to date, I really like this guy, but he's in Denver and I'm also still dating in LA. So I don't give too much of my attention to that situation. So I'm just dating. I feel like LA is definitely like opening up. The world is like movement and grooving. And I'm just so excited for this summer. And I feel like I'm like, just loving being in LA so much. I love my apartment. I'm meeting new people. I'm like, it's so be I'm just feeling so grateful. Honestly, I'm in a, a season of feeling super grateful and happy right now. So I just feel good. Girl, aren't you so happy you didn't move? I'm so happy. I mean, when I went to see that guy, I was kind of like, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I am so happy I didn't move. Whatever, and I Denver's just hop so on close. a plane. It like yeah. literally, I left on a Thursday and came back on a Sunday, and I was like, you know, it's so easy to just hop to Denver. I am so excited to like get back to LA and hang out with people and just like have warmer days and like freaking drink margaritas wherever we want and just have so much fun. Yeah. Okay. When you're back, we're gonna go get Margs outside on a patio. Dude, I think we need to plan a staycation at the Santa Monica proper or like at a hotel and just do a fun pool day with like all the food and all the booze. Don't you think that sounds so good? That sounds like my dream day. Oh my God. <laughs> I know we do. <laughs> all right, perfect. Okay. It's going to happen. Um, Sign me up. I am so excited for this conversation that we're having today. We chatted with Remy Bader, who is so incredible. She's a viral TikTok sensation. She's also a plus model. She's been featured everywhere from like Vogue to Stylecaster to the Today Show people. Like she is blowing the fuck up. Um, and something that I love about Remy is that she is just so honest, so vulnerable, so authentic. And I think you guys will love her if you, you probably already do. 
Yeah. When we asked people who we, who you wanted us to have on the podcast, she was like one of the top people that you're like, you have to have her on. Um, and it's so crazy because her life has done a complete 180 from where she was a year ago. So we chat to her about body image, mental health, content creation, just her life and just who she is as a person. So we think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. Um, and be sure to listen to the end because Remy also weighs in on our ask away with Ray and Kay segment. We were like, we need her to be in on this one. So this is going to be a great episode and we hope you enjoy it. Hello. Oh my gosh, you guys, we are so freaking excited. We are here with Remy Bader. First of all, can I just tell you like, we've never met the three of us have never met and i feel like i know you i feel like i could like <laughs> let you read my diary and it's okay you already know it like i'm just so excited for this conversation and so happy to finally meet you in person in real life kind of i know, you know. i mean like so yeah like kind of real life but i feel the same way i feel like i've like i've followed you guys on tiktok since kind of i started and before I started making videos, which I don't think you guys even know, but like, I definitely like followed you guys. And whenever I talk about in like my interviews and stuff, how like I kind of found curvy fashion and stuff, which like inspired me to start was like, you guys were like definitely like the two accounts that I saw out of like the first probably five. And, um, yeah. So I feel like I know you guys also. <laughs> oh my God. I'm Thank so you. honored. That's okay. That's why I love TikTok because I feel like it's just like, giving a space for completely like for people to just like get get their name and face out there and like bring yeah. something new and like their show their personality and i just i think what did we do to deserve this app of course there's a- it's really crazy <laughs> it's really an insane platform oh my gosh okay well we're gonna dive so much into tiktok but first i feel like i need to know get to know remy so backstory where are you from I am from Manhattan, New York, New York, Mm -hmm. Um, but I ended up going out, going, growing up in Long Island because a lot of families at the time of 9-11 moved out for safety reasons and we were Mm -hmm. supposed to just go out for a year and come back. I ended up staying out there. So now my whole family's like back in the city, but we, I would say like my home is out there in Long Island too. I don't know, half and half, I would say. Wow, that's so interesting that like, I, I didn't realize that because growing up in New Jersey, obviously, like 9-11 was a big thing for us, too. But yeah. uh, I mean, we weren't living in the city. So I guess that's the difference. But okay. Yeah. And did you go to school? Did you go to college? Yes, I went to University of Delaware. And what did you study there? I was an interpersonal communication major and a journalism minor. And I loved Delaware. Delaware. I've never been to Delaware. Uh, but what did you like envision doing? Yeah. I always had like an exact plan of what I wanted to do. So this is like not part of that plan. Um, But since I was in like 11th grade, I started interning in like PR and fashion related stuff because my dad's in the fashion industry. So I always like liked having that in common with him. And that made me want to do like always fashion PR. And then it kind of transitioned into like, I want to do more entertainment PR marketing. Um, but right out of college, I worked at Bravo TV at NBC and I was on the PR team and I was also like an executive assistant as well. Did not really enjoy my time there, but it was like definitely an interesting learning experience. I just, it was super corporate being in TV. It was just like not as much for me where like I really at that point was like, I would love to be in music. Um, 
And then I started, which was also like not part of the plan, like went from fashion to TV, then went to music, started working at Jay-Z's music streaming service called Tidal. Um, actually really enjoyed my experience there. I was on the partnership marketing team. And then um, that's, I, I enjoyed my experience there, but I also was just like stressed 24 seven and didn't realize until now that I maybe wasn't that happy. Um, but it was really cool working in music. And then unfortunately I got let go in July of this past year because of COVID. Oh, so you were working at Tidal. Yeah. Through the beginning of, okay, interesting. I didn't start like anything TikTok related until September of the, just like a few months ago. Like I, like this, I like really truly was like, okay, from title, like I want to move up in music. Like this is my life. Like I found what I want to do. And now I realize that like was not the case. And thank God, honestly, I got let go from my job. Do you feel like your life has done a complete 180 since the last year? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I never thought any of this would happen. Like, I think it's like, I don't even think like people keep asking like, my mom asked me even like every day, like, aren't you freaking out about this? I'm like, I can't even freak out because it's so weird that this all happened that it's like not like, I don't even know. <laughs> You're like, this is so weird. I don't even know what's happening. I don't even <laughs> think I'm happy about it all, but it's just like wild. Like, why would I, a year ago, I wasn't even on the TikTok platform, didn't even have an account, didn't even watch videos on it. So like, just like, why would I think that I'd be like a big TikToker? <laughs> you are a TikToker now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so insane. So when you started creating content, what, in September, did you create content with the idea that you want to go viral and you want to like create videos you want people to see, or was it just for fun? I would say like, it was almost like backwards. Like most people, like I started wanting to do it, like seeing videos like yours, which have inspired me to be like, okay, like maybe I can use the fact that I've gained weight this year in like a positive way and maybe make like fashion career videos that are like funny or something like that. Like that inspired me to do so. And yes, I wanted to go viral, but my situation was like almost opposite because I started, well, like I started like anyone else that wanted to go viral, but I made those three videos that were like celebrity lookalike kind of videos, which Christina, you kind of inspired me to do. And then no one saw them. And I was literally like, this is crazy time and effort to be going into the editing and the videos and everything that like, I don't think I could do this. And that's where I like completely like, when I went viral was not when I was planning to do so. It was truly when I like gave up on it because the video, that fourth or fifth video that went viral, when I was making fun of like my nasty gal package that I got in the mail and talking about, like I literally just said like, isn't it crazy that like clothes that we get just never look like what they're supposed to do compared to the model online and things like that. And I really made it because I was making fun of myself, Snapchatting my friends. And then I was like, all right, I'll put this into a video and just posted it, but like truly sent it to my friends and never thought people would see it. And like, that's the one that went viral. That's so crazy. So the nasty gal haul was the first video that went viral. Yeah. And when I say viral, like it's like not viral, like my videos do now. Like I feel like it was like, I don't know what it got, but it was like exciting compared to anything else. And then it was the next day I did a pretty little thing haul. I'm pretty sure that one did even better. And that's when I started doing more of like, just kept doing that. And then was like, okay, these are my realistic hauls because people liked the humor. People liked, 
people thought it was relatable, you know, not just showing the good items, but also showing the bad. And I think that's just kind of what like kept me going. And then also just what kept me going was like, cause I still was like, this is so much time and effort to be putting into something, especially if I'm still looking for a job to go back to work, work. And then people just like, you know, I was getting all these amazing messages of people saying I was changing their lives and helping them so quickly that I was like, I feel like I have to keep doing this. And then it like month by month kept getting bigger. That's insane. That is so, yeah, so amazing. Like your growth has been incredible. And I think it just goes to show like if you're being vulnerable and also authentic to yourself, like people can really relate to that. Yeah. Um, and I think that something that you do that's really different and even different than like what Ray and I do is that because we are more on like the body acceptance, body positive yes. side, wouldn't you say, Ray? But I feel like you are very vulnerable in the sense that like, you're open about not always being happy about your body. Um, And I guess like what made you decide to like go that route? Like, was that scary for you? How did that feel? I think that like these were just things I was talking about with everyone in my life anyways. And then when people started looking at me and seeing my videos on TikTok, I was like, I guess I'm just going to like continue what I'm talking about on a daily basis and just post it. And at first it was scary. Like when I try and think back when I did like my first video on mental health or my first on all these things. Yeah, it was scary at first. But when I got such positive feedback, I was like, I'm just going to continue doing it. And I do think that's like a smart call out where like I feel like you guys post more of like, I don't know, like we, I could never tell you, you could tell me if that's true. But when I look at your videos, I genuinely think you're like happy and showing off your body. And even I look at like, Rand, like I'll look at your videos and be like, like right away. I was like, Oh, like that's like the body I want to like be in and look like, like, you know, so like, I think that everyone has that with someone. And I think that, but to me, you guys seemed a lot like happier in your own skin. And like, that's what I'm striving to get to. We're like, yes, my videos are more like realistic as like, I'm literally in such a weird place right now, but I'm literally, but I'm just going to keep talking about that and being honest about that because I can't make fake videos talking about that. I'm like super happy with my body when I'm not, I'm just not going to do that. And I think that's so important because it's like, of course, everyone is on this journey. It's like everyone is in a different place and like you're never there's never an end destination where it's like, oh, like I am happy with my body all the time. Like, oh, problem solved. (laughs) You know, that doesn't exist. But I do think it's so interesting, like with the pendulum of like body acceptance, it's like us growing up, we were literally like taught to hate ourselves because there was zero representation. And then I think with body positivity, it was kind of this almost like in some ways, like toxic positivity, like the pendulum swung the other way where it was like, I have to love everything about myself. Like I love this. I love this. And now we're kind of like swinging back to this like happy place in the middle where it's like, that's so true. You're not going to be like, you're just like, your body is just, it it is what it is. It's here to help you live a full happy life and go out and do things. And like just getting to a place where you don't think about like, I literally can't look at myself because I hate my stomach so much. And it's just like getting to that place of it just being more like body neutral and acceptance. And I think people like you talking about like your journey, living through it, like, and being so open and vulnerable, you're helping so many people who are in that same place that you are. 
hundred percent. That's a really like good way to put it because I do, that's how I do feel like literally nothing against like body positivity. Cause I do think that's a part of what I'm doing, but I always say, I just can't consider myself a body positive influencer when I'm not always being a hundred percent positive about my body. Like there's just days that like, I even feel like, Oh, like I don't want to go out today cause I feel felt so uncomfortable last night when I went to dinner and still couldn't breathe in my jeans. Like I'm still doing that, but I'm doing something about it. Then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the store. For example, last night, like I was going out to dinner for my mom's birthday. I was really uncomfortable all day. The shirt that I wore, like I thought fit me, but it doesn't anymore. And I was uncomfortable in my jeans. And I literally went to Zara in the mall where we were having dinner and I bought a dress and I was so happy and I felt comfortable and I went to dinner. I didn't go home and say, I'm not going to dinner where maybe I would have done that a year or two ago. So, mm-hmm. um, I think just like talking about those like current experiences that are happening to me every single day. Yeah. And I think it's so important to note that progress that you've made even in the past year. Um, because I think that's like, for me too, like there's definitely days where I'll look at myself and be like, Oh, like, you know, I just also had a baby. I'm like, not totally loving my body every single yeah. day. I, think anyways, I, always, I love your baby. I always watch your stories. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Um, but even if I didn't have a baby, like, I mean, there was like times before that where I just didn't love my body every day, but I think I'm so proud of the journey that I'm on. I can like say, I don't necessarily love that part of my body right now, but still feel great about myself. And it's just like a matter of fact, you know, Um, but I think what you're doing is really, really important. And I think it's necessary. And we did a little Q and a asking for questions about you. And there was a lot of questions about gaining weight during quarantine and Mm -hmm. kind of how to, how to handle that. And I think it's really affected a lot of people and, I mean, obviously you have handled it really incredibly because you kind of turned it into a business and are just super open and honest about it. Um, But how did, how did that work for you? Did you get any comments from like friends or family um, about weight gain and how did that make you feel? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, my weight gain happened actually pretty quickly where I have talked about that I've like binged a lot and have an issue with binge eating, um, which is considered an eating disorder. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that was like probably the past like year and a half where like it all caught up to me basically like when quarantine started. So it was super difficult in the beginning because right when that happened was when I had to like go home and be with my family and like live in a house all together for like months and definitely was like struggling with that because I've always had like issues with, like I'm super close with my family. So I actually like really like, I want their opinions, but then of course I get upset when they're not what I, when it's not what I want to hear. And I think like, I was like, the past like let's say like I think like two or three months before the pandemic when I started to gain a little bit of weight I was seeing a therapist about that and realizing that like you know my parents weren't totally like accepting of it and didn't understand and just didn't get like why I wasn't doing anything about it so yeah I had a really big struggle with like my family when I started gaining weight and especially being stuck at home with them and it wasn't too pretty I mean but I think it was the best possible thing that happened because I think like being home made them like need to understand what I'm dealing with and going through and then on the other side I think my friends were like super super supportive where like I would be the one calling out that I would like gain weight all the time and everyone's like I feel like you look the same like what are you saying and I was like no no like I'm not going out tonight or like staying home and stuff like that but I think that the number one thing that has truly helped me and like all I can say because everyone's always like everyone's always asking the questions of like Remy like how do I become as confident as you and I'm like I don't know what the answer is because I think I've always been 
like pretty confident just like overall as like a person and like knowing who I am. But when it comes to the body stuff, I'm not. So I think the only answer is that this year clothing has helped me so much. Just finding clothes that fit me, stop putting myself in like the same clothes that haven't fit me for three years and like thinking and like just being unhappy sitting in them at dinner and at work. Like I think just like finding, realizing that there is clothing out there for curvy women plus size people that are like cute and trendy and also comfortable. Like, like my whole world has changed, like actually looking into the, my whole world has changed, like figuring all of that out. I'm so glad you said that because I think that's like why, well, Christina and I like started our like whole businesses is because like uh, to help women find confidence through fashion. And that question, like people ask too, it's like, how do I become so confident? It's like, you can't answer it because confidence is like, it is so complex. It could be finding clothes that fit you. It could be literally getting the confidence to ask a guy out and he says yes and you hit it off. It could be having a conversation with your family, like about you've gained weight. This is why this is where you're at. Like all of these little things like work to build confidence. And it's not just like, okay, here is your map to be confident. No, it's more true. Like, I don't know what to say when I keep getting that question on like certain, you know, podcasts and different things I'm doing. Cause I literally don't know my answer. My one answer is that yes, that the clothing thing is what I found has helped me, but nothing really else yet. And when I do find more of those things that have like helped me overall, I would love to share them, but I'm like still on that journey. That's why it's so hard. Like when I'm being interviewed and stuff, like this is all currently happening to me now. I'm still figuring it out. So I don't have all the answers. No, I don't, I don't think anyone has all the answers and everyone's journey is so completely different. But I do want to ask a little bit more about the family stuff because that's like something I've dealt with so mm-hmm. much. And I get so many messages about it. Like, I think it's really easy for like, even just to like for your friends to accept you and your friends to hype you up and like even social media to hype you up. But like pressure to like be a certain weight within family and like eat yeah. a certain way. That's like definitely a real pressure. So I know that you've said that. And I think I'm kind of similar with my family. Like we are so close, like everyone and I value their opinion, but it can hurt sometimes too. So like, how do you handle that? And like, what advice can you give to our listeners who like maybe gain some weight and like they're getting pressure for their families? Like what can they say to like kind of help them back off? Yeah. Um, I think like having open and honest conversations, I think in the beginning I was like super like reactive and aggressive about when they would say things that I was just like, not I was so pissed that they just weren't getting like where I was coming from but I wasn't fully explaining it in the right way and I think that some people do explain it in the right way and then still are getting negative feedback from their family which is like super frustrating and I think that kind of happened to me too because once I started like explaining it more like I even brought my mom to my food like eating therapist to like listen but then still after she would just make certain comments that weren't mean but just like not understanding like you get really sensitive when you're going through like an eating disorder like issues like that so like I think they were getting frustrated with me being like, we can't change our whole life. And so like, for example, like I, I actually remember I was told my parents to hide the bagels and like certain things that would like trigger me. Cause if they were sitting out on the counter, like I wanted to eat them all. But like that frustrated, you know, like they said it was fine at first. And then when I got in an argument with my dad, because we were like kind of not getting along 
in the beginning because of all of this. He like used that kind of against me at the time. It was just like, why do I have to put my bagels and stuff in the garage? Because you can't kind of control yourself around that. And to me, that was like the biggest dig in the whole world. I thought it was horrible. And we, you know, really didn't talk for a little bit like after that but like once we you know things calmed down and I really sat and like truly explained like this isn't something I can like help like it's a legitimate problem I think like that and like explaining like truly my feelings without being angry and aggressive about it I think that just like helped the situation and like they are a hundred percent like totally different the way they you know speak about things about me and that's changed over time it is true you know you can't change what everyone's saying and doing around you it's nice to have the support you know like of people you know helping you but you can't change like what other people are doing and other people are eating. I get frustrated when my mom goes on diets and stuff. And then I have to stop myself and be like, all right, you know what, just please try and not talk about all this restrictive stuff you're doing around me. But also like, I can't make her not do it because that's her life, not mine. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm talking to my sister. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Okay. I know. I think that's really important. It's it's frustrating, and I think it's hard because everyone's in a different situation. But I think like the one that's the one like main tip I can give is like really the way you communicate and the way that you say things. Because I 100% have a hard time with that. When I I'm like a re, I'm definitely a reactive person. That's why even this whole TikTok thing is hard for me. Because when people say negative things about me sometimes, and I want to react every time I do, I regret it. And that's why I'm like on this whole journey of trying to block and ignore because I think that's the better way to go. So you don't look or like a bad person or regret what you say, but it's all just about communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, touching on like negative feedback on social. I know like, so you, you started off with these realistic calls, obviously like we all shop, we all try things on and we're like, mm, that definitely is not translating how I thought it would. And you shared that. And then obviously as you are like, okay, I, I have, I, I, want to keep creating content so obviously opportunities are coming to you and you're getting paid as you should be to create content for brands and you're working for brands i know some people were like giving you flack for that um which is ridiculous (laughs) but how do you handle like if you're like oh really you're gonna work with three people they're not I'm just using yeah. that as an example. Yeah. Um, how, what's kind of your, your take on that? Cause I know Christina and I have also experienced this a little bit where a brand maybe hasn't been inclusive in the past, but approaches you to like bridge that gap. What's kind of your stance on that? I think that like, it's like, my sense is like a hundred percent like, okay, why are you bashing on someone for that when Like you want the change too? like, I like, if I'm going to be reached out by a brand, any brand, except maybe Brandy Melville, that wants <laughs> to become inclusive or like is working towards that, that maybe hasn't been in the past. I'm good. If I like the brand and they haven't done anything like horrible in the past, like I'm going to do it. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it because like, you know, a lot of people for free people, for example, were saying like, don't you feel like the token plus size girl that they're just using to look good? And I'm like, well, great. They're making a move. They put me on their website. Like that's something big. Like, and yeah, if they're doing one person. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to continue moving in a good direction, especially from all the great feedback they're getting. So like, I, I just think that when people say negative things like that, it's just like, 
that's their problem. It's not mine. And yeah, I get offended in the moment. Like I said, I'm a sensitive person, but I, like, I, I need to like really like remember like the decisions I make. Like I truly think about a lot. I'm like a big overthinker. And like when I choose to do something, like I, I, I think something like that, like I'm proud that I did that. I'm proud to be a part of that. And I want to be a part of the change with brands. So I'm going to continue to do that. Yeah. I think it's so important. I think everyone wants brands to like, they want to see progress, but they like, they want a brand to already get there and they, they're not willing to stick around for the in between. And I feel like as influencers, we're there trying to help brands like progress and like become more yeah. inclusive. Um, and I think you just really need to keep doing that. And I think too, that we can, especially like as if someone approaches us too, we have the power also to like, be like, um, okay, if a brand comes to me, but guess what? Here are also four women who are larger than me or women of color who you can also work with too. And like, make sure that like, we can also like, if they, if a brand like free people approaches you, like you're like the gateway to helping them become more inclusive. Like, I just don't see how, Mm -hmm. if you're like, "Mm, no free people, you are sorry. And I feel bad free people. Like we're not shitting on you. (laughs) Sorry that you're, we love to see Remy all over your website. Like you look amazing. Um, (laughs) But like, just be like, "Mm, no, you're not inclusive. Like, I, I just think it's, it's it needs silly. to start somewhere like it needs to start somewhere and like I agree like I have these open conversations now with these brands that are emailing me and like contacting me and I can say whatever I want I can say why well, you should plug this person and this person and you should do more of this of course I say that like mm-hmm. I think and, and if they're a smart brand and reach out to me in the first place because of my realistic calls where it's kind of making fun of them I think they know from the feedback they're getting and that means that what they need to do. And I think that means that they're listening. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, those are, that's the kind of stuff I'm trying to tune out because like, I'm proud of like the things that I'm doing. And, um, other than maybe I'm not saying I say and do everything like right all the time. Like maybe sometimes I say things I might regret or something, but when I'm making, you know, we're doing a campaign and doing something like bigger, like that's a lot of thought that goes into it. And like, I'm happy with like the decisions I'm making. And also like people forget that, I've been doing this for like this only like blew up for me in like January, February. So like I, this is all new to me. I thought I was going back to a full-time job. I have three agents now, like my whole, everything has changed. And like, I don't know what I'm doing at the same time. I'm literally as much as, even though I have agents that are helping me with like bringing me these deals, like all everything I'm doing and the decisions I make, I'm doing alone. And like, I, it's a lot for me. And I feel like I'm working more than I ever did, even in my full time, you know, in my corporate jobs. So I think people need to like, they're not going to like some of the trolls out there and stuff, but like gives people some slack, like it's life. And like, I'm learning and doing the best I can and trying to make the best decisions. And my end goal is like helping other people and helping like change the fashion industry. Like I'm doing the best I can to do that. I mean, that is so crazy when you think about how much has changed for you in the past six months. So, like, with that said, with the three agents, with all the work that you're doing, like, what is your goal now? Like, obviously, it's changed so much. Um, but, like, if you can see, like, the next five years, like, where do you want me to be? Yeah. Um, I think I actually just um, spoke about this yesterday on a podcast, but I think the same thing that I said is... I think I'm so excited about everything that's happening and I'm so open to so many opportunities that I'm kind of trying to weed it out and decide what does Remy really want to do because I like don't know. Like I feel like I have the opportunity to to do whatever I want right now and I'm still figuring that out. Um, I want to keep changing the fashion industry. So working with more brands, I think end to end goal would be maybe having my own clothing line down the line. Um, 
which represents just like me and what I want to see in the fashion industry. Um, I think there's a lot of like ideas and things that I want to do, but I'm just trying to, I don't want to do too much at once. I want to really, I like when opportunities come my way where, you know, people truly want to work with me and like, like me as a person that just makes me excited. Um, I do want to continue modeling and doing campaigns that aren't only like social campaigns, but also modeling. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of exciting things to come, but like, I'm just riding the wave and like, I'm really excited about all of it. Can I just tell you, I'm waiting for you to drop a single because <laughs> yes. I feel like, girl, you know, you love to sing. You got a voice. I mean, if Addison and Dixie can do it, so can Remy. No, I literally actually keep thinking about, well, thank you. But I yes. keep thinking about, like, it's so annoying because like the big, big people, you could be like, you could do anything you want. But like, and like, it just will like go viral. Like if you're like top, top, top to your TikTok and I'm all for it. Like I actually really like Dixie's new song, but I, I don't know. I totally, I love to sing, but it's like, if Remy dropped a single, like who would really care? Would anyone really care? I'd care. I would. I'd care. I would be making TikToks. I would be singing. I would be putting this on every Instagram story. Same, same. <laughs> Sorry, about it. You got two, you got two of us right here. If I do do it, it's dedicated to you too. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're honored. I am. I ran to maybe be a backup singer. I'll just be the hype drop. I'm up front. I'm I'm tone deaf. Christina is Christina. Really, when we sing together, brings me down. I'm like I'm like okay, and then when I sing with Christina, I'm like bad. So if I sing with you, I think you'd bring me up to like kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Still love you, Christina, though. Um, I I know. I, <laughs> I want to talk about dating because we got questions for you about dating, and I think you opened up the other day about. Well, you posted the wild Remy videos, which I was like, when are we going out? We we are going, we are getting wild. But um, I, you opened up and you were like sharing a little bit about skinnier Remy and her confidence with men. And uh, how are you approaching the dating world now? Because I think a lot of women can be confident. And this is like you said earlier, you're like, I'm a very confident person, but when it comes to my body, I'm not. And I struggled with yeah. this like a year ago. I feel like I'm very confident in a lot of ways, but when yeah. it came to men, my confidence was like nothing. Yeah. And so it's like, you can have space for both, but I just yeah. would love to hear you kind of talk about where you're at with that right now. Um, and what's, what's that been like for you? Yeah. Um, zero. Um, I, no, I really, I went on one date during like, I don't know, like at some point during the pandemic in a safe way when things were getting a little bit better and never talked to him again. It was like fine. The date was fine. It was like a good experience for me to like, I don't know, go on a date cause I don't do that often, but like we didn't end up, I think we just didn't hit it off and whatever. So I feel like when I do go on a date once in a while, it like sparks me to then want to do more. But then if it doesn't happen right after, like I'm going back into my like hiding phase. It's so weird for me. Cause when I, I think it was easier for me when we weren't in a pandemic. Well, for everyone, but like I, if I'm like drinking a little and going out, like I'm, I like, you know, maybe making out with a guy at a bar or something like that. But like, to do a formal date and I'm not even like, I'm literally the least nervous person I could talk to anyone. But when it comes to dating, like, like you said, like, it's just so different for me. And like the idea of like being nervous before and I freak out all day and then like just getting there. Like, I just like hate the whole thing, but I know I need to get over it. And, um, 
I think I need to, but that was my point of my video the other day because I posted before, like you can't let your weight stop you from dating. And then I realized that that's a hundred percent what I'm doing. And I'm going to be real about that. That like right now, I really just don't, I don't know. Like I don't, if I don't love my body right now and I'm not at a place of feeling that way, like I don't want to like put my body in front of like a guy. Like I just don't. And like, it is sad for me because I actually, I've always been a curvier girl, like in general. And I used to be like really confident when it came to like boys and sex and stuff like that. I don't know why, like I really was. Um, and that like totally went away for me, like probably like two years ago. So I, it makes me sad. I want that part of me back. Um, and like when I posted those videos of like wild running, it's sad because a lot of that too means like I want that Remy back that maybe was like 50 pounds less and like having fun because I knew like I don't know like and I'm not saying I like that's amazing for the people that don't let their weight get in the way of that because like I don't want you to like literally for anyone else I would tell you don't do that it's just like hard for me right now to like want to put myself out there until I feel a little bit better about myself and I think so probably the majority of women feel the the exact same the exact same way because it's freaking scary like if you're yeah. already feeling like not great and then you're like putting yourself out there to be like is this person attracted to me like it's terrifying it's a little yeah. terrifying um and i completely relate like i think like i said a year ago i would christina knows i would have a date and i would be sick the whole day like i would be like me too like i, I would feel sick. physically yeah. ill now yeah. now i'm like honestly you just have to push through that and like just like try not to vomit and then yeah. now i'm like okay it's fine i'm like all right here we go back to, yeah. you know but it, it just it's like flexing that muscle and it's like practicing that and building that i think like it's the advice i would have for someone who's like nervous about dating and I think you have to give yourself grace but then there comes a point where it's like you said you can't like it holds you back but also just finding that balance of being like okay but at the same time give yourself some grace and maybe you need to work through some things yeah on a personal level I know I did before I felt like confident um going out there so um I think you you sharing your dating experience, Remy, and just being open about it is super important. So Yeah, and I want, like I said, like I, I'm not just like sitting here and just like, okay, I'm never gonna date. I'm working on like, okay, what can I do so that I can get to a place where I can date and put myself out there again and I'm hoping that soon. Like I want to as things get better, like and we don't maybe don't have to wear masks and can maybe go out to more places. Like I would like to be able to go up to a guy and feel confident enough to talk to them and like flirt and like be fun old Remy. So I'm working on that. I'm not just sitting here and being like, all right, it's never happening because I gained weight. Like that's not what I want. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, oh my gosh, dating is hard. And then you yeah, have the pandemic. It's just like, oh, like the masks, the whole, like, oh, it's just like, okay. I think we're on the up and up here, people all around when it comes to dating. Yeah. We're on the up and up. Yeah. yeah. I, during quarantine, I, I had gained weight and I felt the Peloton really helped me just like exercise and like yeah. feel motivated to exercise. But I moved into a new place and I've started seeing a personal trainer and I've just like fell in love with like doing strength training and like this other types of workouts. Like I was love to fall in love with doing strength, strength training. Yeah. And I also just feel like I need to be out and like be seen. Like I'm trying to like meet men IRL, not on the date. So like, obviously See, like you're like past my point where like now I'm like doing what you started in quarantine. Like right now I'm like, I'm ready 
to like feel in shape and like I found something I love so I love Peloton finally getting my own and like when I feel better then I'll be out and about but right now I'm not there yet yeah you are you're doing exactly what you need to do for yourself right now and you're gonna fucking love it you're gonna be fucking spinning on that bike like oh do Cody oh my gosh Alex Toussaint he's like "Mm, freaking I'm just excited like I don't want to do it public like the Peloton like right now like I'm just excited to like I could be in here and like dance on it and like not get Yes, you're going to love it. We are very excited for you. This is going to be an amazing Peloton journey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. I want to get into um, Remy. Ray and I have a segment called Ask Away with Ray and Kay, um, where every week we answer a listener's question. So we wanted to see if hopefully you'll join us on today's question. So I'm going to read it for you. It is about dating. Um, and I'm really here, interested in hearing both of your perspectives on this. Okay. So. Um, because of you, I decided it was time. Sorry, <laughs> I like, can't fucking read right now. Okay, I love your page and your vibe so much, and I love your advice. Because of you, I decided it was time to stop delaying dating until I lost some weight and just get on the apps. My problem is I get a lot of guys who seem to be like, I don't know, obsessed over my size. I get a lot of unwelcome comments like, I've always wanted to date a curvy girl, etc., which is hard because it's calling out my insecurities. Advice on how to respond to these people? There's more to me besides my size 14 jeans. See, that's a really interesting, that's really interesting because like, I think that's an insecurity. If someone were to me, like, I would love for a guy to be like, maybe I shouldn't answer it like that. Let me think for a second. No, I think that's, I think that's good. because if, I think that's really good because for me, if someone were saying that to me, I think it would like. I feel like, okay, I'm going to say, I feel like it's I'm weird if he to. was like, I feel like if he's like, I've always wanted a curvy girl, I'd kind of be like. That's a bit weird, but if he was always, if he was just like, I think you are beautiful. Like, I find your body attractive. But to be like, oh, I just wanted a curvy girl. I'm like, are you fetishizing me? Like, is this a fetish? Okay, but like, maybe I'm just immature and I think I am when it comes to boys because, like, when guys are like, like, I feel like when guys are like, I love a girl with like an ass and whatever, I'm like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it could be. It's hard to tell by just that quote. I've always wanted a curvy girl, but I do think that like if a guy is like saying like, oh, I love a girl with the, with, you know, a butt, a booty, the boobs, like a curvy girl. Like, I think that's like, yeah, I'm freaking curvy and I'm hot. I think it depends what you want. And I think that if that's something that offends you, then that's something that you should communicate about and say like, well, what else do you like about me? You know, or like, you know, like say to see if like, if that's the only reason that maybe this person's talking to you, then maybe it's not the way to go. If that's something that bothers you. I think that some people look at it in different ways. Like I like when people call out like, you know, you're a curvier girl. And I like that. Cause in my whole life, I've just been like, okay, like no guys like me because I'm a little bigger. Like that's just how I used to always feel. So um, I think like, again, I've talked about this before about other things, but I think communication is key when it comes to something like that. And you're like unsure, I think just like maybe saying like, okay, well, what other things do you like about me? What do you like about my personality? Like if those are other things that are more important to you than just like what your body looks like. Right. And I think it's important to remember that guys are awkward as fuck. I think like women in general, we are so in our head about things. Yeah. Sometimes like just expect guys to have it all figured out. But like guys are super nervous. Guys are freaking insecure too. And And say like dumb things. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like you can't and I do it too. But I'm saying Mm -hmm. like you can't judge a guy on everything he says, especially in the beginning, because like it really could be like they think that's 
a good thing they said or they're nervous. Totally. They just don't know. But if it was like multiple times and it's something you don't like and you, you can kind of get a vibe if you're like, okay, this guy is a no. Yeah, if this guy's like fucking creeping you out and every single thing he says is about your body, then like, <laughs> it's him so That's a no. But like, honestly, I guarantee you, I don't know how often this is happening to you, but I'm sure whoever's saying that sometimes is probably thinking they are being like the sweetest, like most sincere and like excited person ever. Like, yeah. I think that's very, women are like sometimes really quick to like judge men for saying the wrong things right off the bat. And sometimes yeah. you just have to give someone a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just have to go into dating knowing like people are going to say weird shit. Weird shit's going to happen. It's just like a fucking weird thing. It's just weird. And you kind of just have to be open-minded and like... I also think it's not one thing that's going to like make or break it. Like you're going to maybe say something that they think is weird and like, you know, and they're probably being like, Oh, I'm being complimentary. I'm giving her a compliment about, I don't know. Guys are also just like sometimes stupid and say things not in the right way. So just before we leave Remy, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast interview. Where can everyone find you? Yes, um, and I appreciate also you guys having me on. Um, this was so much fun. And you guys can find me at Remy Bader, R-E-M-I-B-A-D-E-R on TikTok and Instagram. Same handle. Amazing. Well, everyone go follow her on Instagram, TikTok. We are so thankful to have you. And we'll be seeing you hopefully in real life very soon. Yes, definitely. Thanks, Remy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.